welcome to Writing Rule with Allie. I'm Allie, and this is episode number 20, Rabies. Did your character get bitten by a rabid dog? Do they know the signs of rabies? Are they living in an era with rabies treatments? How long is the incubation period? Do they know what to do if an animal dies of rabies? Find out on this episode. You can find this episode's show notes and helpful links to learn more on my website, alleyheart.com. That's A-L-L-E-Y-H-A-R-T dot now. On to the show. Rabies is one of the most feared diseases on Earth with almost a 100% death rate. It not only has no cure, but after a bite, the person has to wait to see if they show signs of the disease. The time it takes from the moment of infection to the first signs is called the incubation period. It typically lasts two to three months, but can be as early as one week or as long as one year. The location of the bite in proximity to the brain and the type of rabies virus and any immunity such as previous rabies shots make a difference in how long the incubation period could potentially be. This brings terrifying uncertainty to every bite. According to the World Health Organization, approximately 59,000 people die worldwide every year from rabies. That is roughly 161 people per day. Domesticated dog bites cause 99% of the transmissions. Human-to-human transmission is very rare, but could potentially happen through kissing, sex, or potentially breastfeeding. However, I can find no research about breastfeeding and rabies other than it is a risk that should be avoided. Rabies exists on all continents except for Antarctica. However, Asia and Africa make up 95% of the human death. Children under 15 years of age make up 40% of those cases. There is a post-exposure treatment that, according to the World Health Institute, is almost 100% effective in treating rabies after a person is bitten. The first dose needs to be given within 24 hours. However, it is still recommended for up to two weeks, but the longer character waits, the less chance of survival. If a person starts to show signs, it is too late for treatment and only comfort measures can be taken at that point. This early life-saving treatment can cost an estimated 108 U.S. dollars. While people in the most rabies-stricken countries only make 1 to 2 U.S. dollars per day, the treatment, travel, and time out of work can leave them financially crippled. Something I recently learned is that there are two types of rabies. The one we all think of with the foaming at the mouth is called ferocious rabies, and the second is called paralytic rabies, sometimes referred to as dumb rabies. Roughly 80% of the rabies cases are ferocious rabies, and only 20% are paralytic rabies. Paralytic rabies typically takes longer to show symptoms, and the patient will take longer to succumb to the virus. Both types attack the nervous system, but start off with the same symptoms. These include burning, tingling, itching, pain, or numbness at the site of the wound, fever, fatigue, cough, sore throat, muscle pain, nausea, vomiting, and headaches. The next signs depends on what type of virus the person has. Symptoms of a paralytic rabies are stiff neck, weakness, weakness starting at the wound site and moving out to the rest of the body, tingling, pins and needles, and other sensations, paralysis starting at the wound site and slowly working its way through the rest of the body, coma. Sometimes this form of rabies is misdiagnosed as something I cannot pronounce. I will call it GBS. If you'd like to learn more, you can check the show notes. It is a rare disorder in which people's immune systems attack their nerves. The symptoms of ferocious rabies are hyperactivity, insomnia, agitation, aggression, seizures, hallucinations, muscle twitching, racing heartbeat, fast breathing, excessive salivation, two different sized pupils, face paralysis, Fear of water, known as hydrophobia. Fear of air being blown into the face. Delirium. Remember, ferocious rabies can come with periods of calm between episodes. Both types will eventually lead to death. Rabies is formally diagnosed through 
blood tests, salivary tests, skin biopsies, cerebral fluid tests, or MRI, although it cannot always be picked up on an MRI. There is, however, one rabies case in Wisconsin in 2004 of a 15-year-old girl who was bitten by a bat that transmitted the rabies virus to her. She received no post-bite treatment, and when she showed signs a few weeks later, the doctors put her in a medically induced coma in an attempt to save her. By the grace of God, it did. And she is still alive at the time I am recording this over 20 years later. Historically, some attempted cures were gross, while others sound painful. These include amputation of the bitten limb before it can infect the rest of the body, burning the wound with hot pokers, eating the hair of the rabid dog that bit them. In contrast, others believed that no cure was possible and would take people to the firing squad to spare them the terrifying and prolonged death that they would later suffer. Where I grew up, we were always told that if you saw a nocturnal animal out in the daytime, it was likely rabid and should be shot immediately. Never touch a dead animal. You burn the body where it lay and then bury the ashes. While this might seem extreme, fire is how people have dealt with many diseases, including Ebola and the Black Plague. If an animal were to eat a carcass that had rabies, it could potentially infect them. The fire will kill the virus, which is actually a way that characters could safely get rid of a rabid animal. This would be true in a historical story and in a post-apocalyptic story. Quick side note, seeing a nocturnal animal in the daytime does not necessarily mean that it has rabies. Fun fact! The longest recorded rabies incubation period is eight years, but according to the National Institution of Medicine, there is a case of rabies that had a bite from 25 years prior. I'll leave a link in the show notes. Now for everyone's favorite part, what could possibly go wrong? Well, let me tell you, likely go wrong, your character or even their loved ones did not believe there was any need to worry about rabies for their bite and did not seek treatment. This will lead to death if the animal that bit them had rabies. Likely to go wrong, your character with rabies or even potential rabies is shunned by the friends and family for fear that they might contract the rabies from them. Possible to go wrong. If your character is getting rid of a rabies carcass with fire, they could burn it in brush or too close to something flammable and light the forests on fire or even their own home if they are too close. Possible to go wrong. Your character doesn't realize that the first symptoms of rabies is anything more than an ordinary illness. Unlikely to go wrong. Character has rabies or someone they love has rabies and there is a discussion about if the character should to be killed to put them out of their misery. Unlikely to go wrong. Character has paralytic rabies and is misdiagnosed. Improbable, but technically still in the realm of possibilities. In a moment of clarity, your character with rabies asked to be put out of their misery. This would create a moral and ethical dilemma for those nearby. Thanks for listening. Subscribe and follow for more. A new episode comes out every Monday. Until then, happy wordsmithing. 